Today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by CBDMD because getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. But don't worry, our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder than all-star voters slept on Chris Middleton. Sleep PM bath salts fuse superior CBD and melatonin with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience and give you the relaxation you desperately deserve. And to make it even easier to relax, regroup, and recharge, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here alongside my co-host, once again, from the Locked on Packers podcast, Peter Bukowski. Uh, you were with me yesterday, Peter, and we discussed a bunch of things, including the expectations on the Bucks so far this season, the All-Star game a little bit, and the performance of Giannis, and a bunch of other Bucks-related stuff, including this crazy, weird, strange regular season that we're all going through. So if you missed... The first part of my chat with Peter, please go back and check that out because, of course, it was a lot of fun. But, Peter, I know you wanted to kick us off today, so I'm going to let you serve first. You had some interesting thoughts. I know we were talking off air. You had some interesting thoughts just about how Giannis has developed and perhaps off the court more than on the court. So I'm not going to steal your thunder. Go ahead. I'm going to let you kick us off here on today's podcast. I'm someone who has watched Giannis very closely as, as just like a guy develop in the NBA in addition to the basketball stuff because the personality part of it is fascinating to me because of what his story is, right? Coming from the background that he does in Greece, playing, you know, not even like top level Greek ball and seeing the way that he interacts with the media now and the relationships that he has. And, and you know, like, the, the thing with uh, Matt Velasquez from formerly of the Journal Sentinel to say, hey, you know, I'm bummed that he's not here, that kind of stuff. It speaks to a sort of, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm overthinking it, maybe I'm overanalyzing it, a sort of inner contentment, inner peace that it seems like the Supermax has given him. I made the joke to, to Worldwide Wob, to Rob Perez, when he posted the, the chicken wings, he was eating the chicken wings after the Memphis game and found out what the all-star game lineup was going to be, right? And he said, oh, it's over for them. And I was just like, that's a small moment, but in some ways it's a telling moment because he feels comfortable enough saying, basically talking shit and saying it's like, it, it, and he, while he's eating chicken wings in a press conference. Two years ago, Giannis doesn't do that, right? 
Like what, what have you seen? Cause it, it just, am I, am I overthinking this? Cause it does seem like there's a change in how he carries himself based on what he's accomplished and what, by the way, he's yet to accomplish in the league. The first time I ever was around Giannis or got a chance to be around him was uh, during Jason Kidd's last season. And I remember doing that playoff series or covering that playoff series against Boston where they lost in seven games as well. And Giannis at that point was clearly on the rise. He was clearly an all-star caliber player, but he wasn't someone that was universally accepted as a top five guy or even a future MVP. I mean, I I guess there was hopes that that was going to be the case, but you never really knew that the rise was going to continue as it has. So I think at that point, yeah, he didn't carry himself with uh, the the confidence or uh, I guess the uh, arrogance in a good way of a superstar player. And, And every player gets that. And then I think winning helped. And winning and getting through that Eastern Conference run. But the first time he lost, I think he took it really personally and he didn't perhaps take it so well and sort of carried that internal, I guess, burden and understanding that he was the best player. And I honestly think last season, in combination with everything that happened with the pandemic, winning a second MVP and getting that confirmation that, yeah, he is historically good now in terms of guys that have won back to back MVPs and a defensive player of the year in the same year. He doesn't really need to prove anything individually in terms of his awards cabinet anymore because he's got it all. I think with the All-Star MVP now, the stat I saw, I think, with MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and All-Star MVP is Michael Jordan, Kevin Garnett, and Giannis. And then if you want to include a second regular season MVP, then it's only him and Michael Jordan. So this is the type of a company he's finding himself in now. And then when you combine that with the fact that he became a father, I think that legitimately has helped him appreciate that, yeah, sometimes you're going to lose a game and it's going to happen. And they've gone hell for leather the last two regular seasons, 110% every single night. And when Giannis lost a game or when the Bucs lost a game, I should say, Giannis would have, he was, he was angry. He was really pissed off in the locker room and you would see him. He wasn't really talking to anyone. He'd just play on his phone. This year, while we're not in the locker room, you can tell that it's a different guy. Even when they lose, he's like, well, you know, we lost a game. It, it happens. I'm enjoying playing basketball. We're going to learn from it. We'll be back next game. I'm not too worried. And it's been a, a definite shift. And I think you see that with uh, the, the way that he not only carries himself, but the smile that he has on the court. And there was a line that he said in the post-game media availability after the All-Star game. He said, uh, fun and fear don't go together or something along those lines. I'm, I'm paraphrasing there. And I think what I took out of that was that last year, he was, whether he wanted to admit it or not, and I think the whole team to an extent carried a lot of burden of what they were doing, which was being on 70-win pace for most of the regular season, understanding that they really did blow an opportunity the year before. And I think that there was a lot of pressure on this team and a lot of pressure on him. So when they actually lost, and then he signed the Supermax, I think you're right. I think it was just a huge weight off his shoulder that, yeah, we haven't got where we wanted to go. But I can't be scared of losing or I can't be scared of failure in the postseason. And I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're seeing a guy that's prepared to uh, attack whatever comes in front of him, whatever comes in front of this team. And maybe it doesn't end in a championship this year. And that's the reality. But I think that he's come to terms with the fact that that's one of the possible outcomes. What was the phrase you used the, the, about the way that they played the last two seasons? <laughs> Hell for leather. <laughs> I've, uh, is, that a, is that an Aussie thing? I've never heard that before. 
Sometimes I say things on this podcast that uh, I, so here's the thing, like people sometimes will say to me, <laughs> sometimes people will say to me, say something Australian. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I can't like on call say stuff. Right. But I will randomly say stuff <laughs> where people give me a look like you did when I said that. And I knew, I was like, I wonder if he's going to come back to that. And you did. So there you go. I, well, I was originally going to make a joke about your trophy case behind you with the liquor bottles on the cabinets. <laughs> right. um, but then you said, I, I still don't know what you said um, and, and whatever idiom that is, but um, no, I mean, that, that is the, the thing that is interesting about the supermax for this team is because I think it allows you to take a, a longer term view of it. Right. And, and people, athletes talk about this all the time about having a kid and that gives them that perspective of just like, these are the things that are important and these are the things that are, that aren't. And I'm not a professional athlete. I'm a, professional sit in front of a microphone guy <laughs> but I have a kid around the same age as Giannis and so I know what it's like to go through an experience where you have to be a dad and a professional and carry the weight of that and the pressure of that along with your professional pressures and his professional pressures you know are, are nothing um, or mine are nothing compared to his obviously but it does make you see the world a little bit different and it makes you take the long view on a lot of different things. I think it's been really beneficial um, to his play. I think it's going to ultimately be beneficial to him long-term. I'm wondering about this team because there are some nights when I just think, okay, yeah, if a lot of their winning and losing relies on like Dante DiVincenzo having a good night. And I, I worry about that in the postseason. So I'm sure you've talked about a lot of this, and so I, I, I hate to step on your toes um, on it, but in terms of like what they're going to be in the playoffs, the games do, in, in some measure, come down to who are your best guys. And, and I think the Bucks' best three guys are really good because Giannis could be the best guy on the floor on a given night. But we know, too, that you know, the Bucks lost a series because Fred Van Vliet for a week didn't miss. Uh, Fred Fred Van Bidleet is still making shots over the Bucks in in that playoff series. Somehow, in an alternate universe, they're still going in. I don't know if if the Bucks have have done enough on the margins to get to the to, to to cover the delta of like their best players versus the Sixers or the Nets. Maybe it doesn't matter because Giannis and Middleton and Holiday can play well enough. I don't know. All right, a quick note now from our friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it is time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Bluetooth's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Uh, so it's really, it's, it's super easy. It's, it's a great setup they have there. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's all you have to do. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the podcast. 
Well, we're covering everything you need to know about the Milwaukee Bucks, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with the Locked On Today show. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski joining us today on the show. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We've already seen this season, and it was it was on opening night, admittedly, but I, I don't have the exact number, but I think Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis combined for something like 89 points or something absurd like that, and the Bucks still lost the game. So that that is the question mark, and I think if you go through the numbers, and I haven't checked this for a couple of weeks here, but I know the guys like Bryn Forbes and Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton haven't exactly delivered against the best teams so far this year or not on a consistent basis or not as consistently as they have against some of the lower ranked teams. And the point you make is right because I, I look, the Bucks are only going to go as far as what Giannis Drew and Chris Middleton or as far as they take them. And in the postseason, those guys will play more minutes and the impact of the role players is certainly lessened. But at the same time, not only Fred Van Fleet, but last year, Jay Crowder was another one for the Heat that couldn't miss and always came up with the big threes the Bucks role players in the last two seasons haven't been able to hit a three to save themselves in the postseason. That's my, that might be what it comes down to. Is Bobby Portis going to be an effective shooter from three in the postseason? Is Bryn Forbes still going to shoot 45% from three? And in many ways, that's scary. But we also know that playoffs also has a lot of luck to it as well. And if you get a 20-point game out of Dante DiVincenzo in a critical playoff game, that can tilt a series. And I don't know. I, that's going to be a question for me that I think is going to linger with this team. I know a lot of people will want to maybe make a move at the deadline. The Bucks really just can't do much. They are pretty hamstrung with what they can do cap-wise. But we'll see if they make an addition. But they went all in on shooters who they believe could translate to the postseason. So we'll wait and see what happens there. I don't know whether... I mean, we've definitely gone long here. There's a chance yeah. that this is going to end up being two podcasts. But before I let you go, I have to bring this back to the Packers. So I think about Green Bay and I think about Aaron Rodgers and the conversation, and this is, again, from a complete outsider, but I always see this conversation lingering on Twitter and you've probably spoken about it a million times on your podcast. But when you have a guy as good as Aaron Rodgers and you look at his career, obviously a fantastic year this year, but he's getting older. And then the older he gets, the more pressure there is. Because if you look back and you say, well, we only won one Super Bowl. How did we possibly only win one Super Bowl with this guy on the roster? And I think that the Bucs, that's going to happen with Milwaukee the longer they go without winning the title. And that's why I think you can never afford to say, well, we signed Giannis for five years, pressure's off. It's like, no, actually, the pressure is on because you need to win a title ASAP. So how, how do you find the comparison with the Bucs and the pressure on the Bucs and the pressure on the Packers from that regard, from having a really a historic player on your roster. Because I'll say this, Frank isn't with us on the podcast today, but I've had this conversation with him a little bit. And he sort of sits on, and I, you know, he might correct me if I'm wrong here, but he kind of sits on the side of the fence that says, well, yeah, it would probably be disappointing if the Packers didn't win another Super Bowl. But at the same time, I got to experience that. And it was one of the most enjoyable days of my sports fandom, seeing them win the Super Bowl. The Bucs don't have that. So it does feel like it's a little bit different. But where do you sit on that? Part of it is about expectations. And uh, just by the way, as, as you were talking, I, I, the Bucks starting lineup is the eighth best five-man lineup in basketball. So maybe your starters are just going to matter the most in the playoffs. But 
This is a question that I actually have asked a lot this offseason about Packer fans because I've said, okay, let's say the Packers, and this was before they lost in the NFC Championship game. Um, I've said, okay, the Packers win the Super Bowl, and we can, we can push it out to 2021. Okay, the Packers win the Super Bowl in 2021. Rodgers gets another title. But you don't get Aaron Rodgers for the last 10 years. 2011, his MVP season, through 2020, we wipe from the books and you have to deal with Brett Hundley or whoever. You have you know middling to bad quarterback play. You lose three MVP Aaron Rodgers seasons. You lose run the table in 2016. You lose um, the NFC Championship game in 2014, the NFC Championship game in 2016, in 2019, in 2020. You lose great games, great moments. I always want to cheer for the great moments. I want to watch the great moments. I will remember the 2014 Packers team fondly, even though they didn't win the title. I will remember the 2020 team, especially. I will remember them very fondly, even though they didn't win the title. So I always think having good teams is the name of the game from, from ownership perspective and from the fan perspective. I don't think winning titles is necessary to enjoy an era. I loved the big three era the first time with the Bucks with Sam Cassell and Big Dog and Ray Allen. I, I loved when they signed Anthony Mason and it was like, okay, this is the team that is going to get it done. In terms of the pressure that's on, I, I feel a lot less pressure is on the Bucks because Giannis is so young. And, be, and there is this feeling that, that sort of, um, you know, his runway is eight, 10 years. The Rodgers runway is like right fucking now, right? Or next year. It's got to be, or because 2021 literally might be it, 2022 at most, right? That is the difference in, in the perspective. So the pressure magnifies based on that. At the same time, we know in the NBA, Superstar players on superstar contracts can get anxious in a hurry. And we're already talking about some of these superstars who've signed big contracts who are like, I don't know. know. I want to be here. Carl Anthony Towns all of a sudden sounds real pissed. Like this is something that we see all the time. And, you know, your, your attention span for that in the NBA has really compressed. And so in two years, three years, Giannis might just be like, this sucks. We can't win. I can't win here. And winning a title means more to me than winning a title for Milwaukee. I hate to bum your listeners out, but like that could happen, right? I don't think it will. And the fact that they could stay competitive for the next couple of years opens that runway back up. What I think is really cool is Aaron Rodgers' window as a superstar dominant player is... It's not close, but it's coming to a close. He's on the back nine on the golf course. We don't know if he's on the 12th hole. We don't know if he's on the 17th hole, but he's on the back nine. Giannis is like, he's, he's just hitting his first par five on the front. Like he is just getting started. And given the medical advancements that we have and are going to continue to have and the work that he puts in to take care of his body, I mean, why can't he be like LeBron at age 35, 36 and still being playing at a high level now? He's going to have to work on some of his skills because he can't rely on that athleticism forever. But the window is wider for him, and it's going to be really cool for Wisconsin sports fans who can transition from Aaron Rodgers' greatness 
to Giannis greatness and enjoy them at the same time. Kevin O'Connor always jokes, enjoy LeBron, don't take him for granted. <laughs> I hope fans are not taking Aaron Rodgers for granted and not taking Giannis for granted just because, for everything I just said, because the window is longer, right? You feel like, oh, well, we don't, you know, you think about what could be. No, enjoy what he's doing right now. I try and have fun every time I see him play. The moment, and it was the Clippers game, when they seal it with the honest dunk, how did he react? With just pure joy, unadulterated joy. That is such a cool moment for him. I, I felt that for him. I felt that for me. And being able to cheer for someone like Giannis, who is so likable. Likable, frankly, in a way that Rodgers is sometimes not as a person, just because he's a little pricklier than Giannis is. He's also older, so that's part of the deal. <laughs> I just, it's really fun to cheer for Giannis right now. It's really fun to cheer for Rodgers. So I hope everyone is enjoying getting to have both those guys because anyone who's old enough to remember the dog days of the Bucks or the Packers knows it is not fun cheering for a team when they're bad and you need a superstar to prevent you from being bad. Well, now it's time to talk about Built Bar, Peter, because we know it's Built Bar madness time right now. People are going crazy for the built bracket, as they are calling it. And uh, today, uh, we have an exciting matchup between German chocolate and salted caramel and then mocha love and birthday cake. Incredible. So I, I don't know uh, who you would be voting to go through here. Uh, I would probably take the German chocolate, I think, and maybe the mocha love as well. That probably would be my votes, but you can check it all out at BuiltBar.com. People are really genuinely excited about this Built Bar madness. It's awesome. But the best thing about Built Bar, as you know, you've heard it from me time and time again, it's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and 100% covered in chocolate. So remember, just go to BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore bar on Twitter to check out all the fun. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. And once you've done that, jump straight across to BetOnline.ag, which we know is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe you're a fan of the uh, Nashville Predators. I, I believe that they're uh, tied to the Admirals. I think that's right. I've got a funny story about a, a, I met a Nashville Predators player at a bar in Milwaukee one time. Maybe I'll, I'll tell that story on another show. But anyway, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember to use the promo code locked on there. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is only a few weeks away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has released his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of Kate Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Glad you mentioned the, the runs that the Packers have had where they lost as well because I, you know, I, I do think about that and it's the unfortunate part, I think, of 
all sports and media and the pressure on if a player doesn't win a championship, then obviously he has to move. That's the only option for him to do that. I think that really sucks. And I think it takes away from the fans' enjoyment as well because then the, that pressure starts to, uh, starts to fill them up when they're watching the games. And if they lose, then the fans start to have those, those stresses and concerns. But honestly, I know it's bad memories in terms of the Bucks didn't get there and it was a missed opportunity and you would have loved to see them win a title. We spoke about it at the start of our conversation. You know that that run to the Eastern Conference Finals and winning a playoff series, and then losing Game One against the Celtics, but then wiping the floor with them and being able to mock Paul Pierce—all those moments—and <laughs> Fiserv Forum being packed—it's really memorable. It's one of the greatest memories that that I have in my life, and from a sporting perspective, and being able to be there and yep. enjoy that run. And similarly, I know we've spoke about Aaron Rodgers and and Giannis, but. Christian Yelich as well. I just moved to Milwaukee and was able to get to game seven that the Brewers lost to the Dodgers. And of course, that's painful. That sucks if you're a Brewers fan. There's no doubt about that. But the atmosphere and the environments and the excitement in the city and everywhere you mm-hmm. went, people were wearing Brewers gear and they were watching the games and Fiso Forum was just opening as well. The, the feeling in the city and, and the enjoyment that everyone has right now watching those games, I just hope that it's not overlooked or as you pointed to, taken for granted, because I saw a tweet the other day where uh, one of these fan accounts, you might have seen it, said something like, uh, you know, something along the lines of, low-key, I enjoyed watching the team with Greg Monroe and Thonmaker more than this team. And I, I was just like, get a life. Whoever this fake <laughs> account is, get a life and get the hell out of here, because there is, there's no way that, I mean, that's just complete rubbish. It's ridiculous. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, come on. You have to be pretty damn young. Like, you must be a teenager if you're getting nostalgic about the 2016 Bucks because I can tell you, <laughs> we have watched some awful, awful Bucks teams. And maybe that's why I take such a, a big picture perspective when the Bucks lose a game this year. And I say, okay, let's chill out. We'll be able to figure it out. It's fine. What do we actually learn? It's because I watched so many damn stinking teams that if I had to do this podcast talking about those terrible pathetic bucks teams then mm-hmm. that would be depressing this is fun this is a fun ride it's a, it's a lot different talking about john salmons um, <laughs> exactly exactly that that's a that's a different universe and and look 2017 as as a packers host terrible um from from the perspective of they weren't winning any games i found it fun as a as a media person trying to figure out hey what the hell's going on yeah it has to be fun for you this year especially because they're they're experimenting Hey, they're switching. Kane, they're switching on defense. Yeah. No, you're right. Like yeah. It's, that, it's, like that kind of, and, and they're using the, the Chris Giannis pick and roll. Like they're just doing things that we haven't seen before. So win or lose, that's really fun. That's really cool to see. And it, 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 these games are exciting. Yeah. They lost to the Suns because Giannis couldn't make the game winner. That was a really fun basketball game. And, and like we have to, we have to enjoy that stuff too. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being, um, you know, naive about it, but I, it, it it's it's fun to to watch greatness and and to have just to have Giannis and to be able to watch him every night. I mean, I, I watched, I half watched whatever I was watching on TV and watched the Bucks get blown out against the Nuggets just because Giannis is playing yeah. and Jokic is playing. That just having that sort of anchor superstar is a special thing. Yeah, and we, we mentioned it. I mean, watching the journey and watching him figure it out has been part of the joy as well. And uh, we spoke about his mindset change, and I think that's all part of it. But uh, look, we're going to continue to enjoy this. And I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. This won't be the last time 
we hang out on this podcast because this was awesome. And, uh, and you know, I, I don't know. What, what, let everyone know what's going on on Locked On Packers. I'm sure a lot of people are listening, but what are you, what are you rolling through right now? Well, it's, uh, it's the offseason. We're going to get to free agency here pretty soon, um, just like a week and a half away from the new league year and free agency and, and all that fun stuff. Every, every week we are having a draft expert on to come and talk about you know, the players that Green Bay could be targeting. Um, Paige Demakos from the Draft Network is on um, our, our Wednesday show, so you know, check that out. Um, and Fridays, not this Friday, but, but some Fridays, once a, once a month, we're doing a live show on Periscope. Um, for as long as Periscope exists and then moving into Twitter. So uh, a lot of fun stuff. Come check it out if you, if you don't uh, already listen or subscribe. I appreciate it. And, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that you and I have, have gotten to connect on Locked On today. And, you know, we'll have to get you on some, some Packer. I'll get you a Game Pass account so you can watch some Packers football and then you can come on Locked On Packers and we'll talk some ball. Always on TV in Australia, the Packers, man. I'm telling you, every single week. Uh, people, people, you know this. You know this from your podcast and your listeners. They are as worldwide as it comes. It's crazy. It's crazy to think. But they're on TV literally every single week. <laughs> it's great. The, 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 the Bucks are, are a worldwide brand because of Giannis and the Packers are a worldwide brand because they're the Packers. Um, <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched their game on my honeymoon in Italy because it, they were the game that was on. So it's just incredible. All right, let's wrap this up. Otherwise, we'll end up going for another hour here. So um, I, I, as we're discussing this, I don't know, but people listening, they'll know the answer to this. This is probably going to end up being two shows because we just, we just went too long. And this, this can be tomorrow uh, as well. But I really appreciate it, man. Seriously, uh, it's late where you are. It's the middle of the afternoon for me. So uh, I'm glad you uh, were able to find some time because that was a lot of fun. It was great. I appreciate it. Anytime um, uh, I, we, we could do two more hours. Let's, let's, next time, let's do it. <laughs> All right, we will be back tomorrow, though, getting, up, uh, getting ready for the second half of the season. Uh, we mentioned this on the post-game show from the All-Star game. We're going to talk trade deadline because that's coming up soon. Uh, we'll see what the Bucks, uh, what moves the Bucks have in store or at least speculate on what they could potentially do uh, with their roster jam at the moment. So we'll be back then. But uh, like I always say, stay safe out there, and we will speak to you guys tomorrow.